What is going on, everybody? Welcome to Podcast Revived, episode number 12. I am your host, as always, Shane Craig, and joining me is the lovely Jesse Craig. Hello. I think we've got a pretty awesome show for you guys today. Obviously, the biggest news of, I mean, as far as video games go, maybe like the biggest news of like the year. Bethesda being bought by Microsoft. We've held off making any videos talking about this, um, you know, any other just standalone videos because I wanted to take the time to talk about it in the podcast to really be able to deep dive into it. So we're going to probably spend the majority of the show talking about Bethesda being purchased, Zenimax being purchased by Microsoft, and generally what that means for the world. We've also got our next game in the top 10 games of the decade it's a game that we actually both have played this time as opposed to what we've had in the past it's a game that we're we're both we both love a lot so i'm sure we'll have a lot to say about that as well yeah and of course like i said the other day like they're all like a tie for 97 so this is also number one it's also (laughs) number five to me it's my it's probably might be my number one game of the decade It'd it'd be up there really high it's be interesting to I talk don't know about what it that. is, but I'm I'm interested. Of course, of <laughs> course. So let's start off. Let's just kind of start off by talking about what we've been up to lately. Normally we talk about what games we've been playing, but I kind of want to branch out a little bit and let ourselves, you know, talk about more than just what games we've been playing. Um, what have you been? Anything? Anything new you want to share before we start the show proper? I don't have anything really new uh, except for the 3D All-Stars Mario Sunshine that I've been playing. Mm -hmm. Um, I haven't played the Mario 64. I plan on playing that one Um, and obviously Mario Galaxy. But right now I'm just living in nostalgia playing Mario Sunshine and everything is good and warm, tropical, and I love it. I I know you've you've been playing a lot of a lot of sunshine and i think that you've you've had some some frustration with some of those i'm weirded out by sunshine in one really specific way there's no long jump that i can there's no long jump in that game like 3d mario games you're supposed to be able to run hit the shoulder the, the crouch button right and then jump boom boom mm-hmm. and you long jump and you can't do that in Sunshine. And it's very strange to me. Because that's like an well, integral like... part of the platforming in the 3D Mario games. <laughs> but see, I did not grow up with all of that. So to me, I'm like, this is normal. This is fine. Right. Um, I used a little spinning jump. Where you run thing. one way. You run away from where you're going. Then immediately double back. And then you do like mm-hmm. a somersault. Yeah, that's what it is. Like a somersault. So that that's the one that I use to, to make a distance jump. Um... But, like, I, I'm not missing that because I never played any of the other Mario games, right. really. This is the first Mario game I ever played. That's so but wild. That's kind of sad. <laughs> that is so wild to me. Yep. It's so crazy. That's the first Mario game well, you ever played. I mean, it's, I just, it's a good game. It's just I don't want anybody to, to judge me for that because I had a, Mar- a, a Mario game when I was younger, and we were a poor family. And my cousins came over one day, and they broke my... NES or SNES, whichever one it was, before I ever even got to play with it. So, Devastating. and then after that, there was no, there's no buying another one. So, <laughs> I didn't get my Mario fix until I was well on into the the GameCube. I was like 13. So. Crazy, craziness. Yep. 
craziness. That's why I love that game. <laughs> well, um, I haven't really been playing anything new myself. I've I've actually really been enjoying PUBG again the last few times we played, and I don't know why. I just go through phases, but I've been enjoying it lately. The biggest thing I've been doing is just staring into the Surface Duo um, a lot, using it mm -hmm. a lot. And I don't necessarily want to, like, you know, spend a ton of time on this thing. But I do want to give, like, a really brief, um, kind of like a little brief update. I did my really long review. It's like a half an hour long review. So I've said so much about it already. But in the last two weeks since it's been out, um, things like the launcher beta, which I've made a video about, um, has made such a big difference on this thing. It's it's incredible. I would say that um, just in terms of an update as to where I think this thing is now, if, if my opinion has changed at all, um, it has gotten considerably better. The the problems that I talked about, the annoyances that I talked about in the in the in the, the very long review have been pretty greatly minimized and, and it seems like there's a really there's really good reason to be optimistic about where this thing's gonna be in six months and I honestly can't wait for six months to go by to get six months worth of updates. To I mean, be able that's to, sad, though. <laughs> I want to see where this thing goes. and Because I, I think two weeks in with the launcher betas has made such a big difference. We also have, apparently, there's some GCAM people working on ports for this thing. I'm trying to get into the testing so that I can help test the GCAM port. Oh, that'd six be really cool. Six months from now, this thing could be could be in such a better place than it was at launch. It's not even funny. A lot of people freaked out. Oh, it's not ready. You shouldn't have launched it. Blah, 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 blah. Fair. Sure. Whatever. If you, if you, if you, you know, experience these bugs and it's a, you know, a game ending thing for you, that's your own subjective experience. It wasn't for me. It was annoying at times, but I would say where before maybe in a full day, I would have 10 times in a day that, you know, it wouldn't want to close correctly or I would, uh, you know, throw an app to the other screen instead of closing it, whatever. Now that's maybe happening four or five times. So it's been cut in half. You know, it's a substantial improvement. So just a little brief update there on, on, on my good friend, the Surface Duo. I think it's coming along very well. And I think that there's, like I said, really good reason to be optimistic about where this thing's going to end up. I think it could wind up being really, it, it's, it's, it's a great device. It's like um when you're like watching like sports and like a, a young player is getting drafted and they're like, well, their ceiling is here. This is how good they could mm -hmm. be. They could be incredible, but their floor is also way down here. So they could be terrible. The duo was like that. The ceiling was really high and the floor was really low, but the floor <laughs> has now come up. The floor has now come up. So the potential is really high still. And now the worst it could be is now better than the worst it could be before it's like it's a little better on that in that regard so just wanted to give a brief update there um i am still waiting for spelunky 2 to launch on steam i will definitely oh, be yeah. very excited to play more That's spelunky yeah i love me some spelunky i played We've, you a know, lot of that game we played a lot of that and what's really surprising to me is that I normally don't like to play games a lot that I'm really bad at, but that's one of the games that I really did like to play. It was fun. I, I loved I loved the idea of, you know, getting a little bit further each time. I love the silliness of it, the randomness mm -hmm. of it. Can't wait to play more of it. Can't wait for it to come out. It should be soon. They're saying within a couple of weeks of the PS4's launch, it's out on PS4, so 
definitely want to try that out. I've got my got my Xbox controller here ready to ready to rock and roll when Ooh. it's when it's time. Should yeah, I don't be. know how I'm gonna play it. I don't know if I'm gonna play it with a controller. I think I can't imagine playing a platformer with a mouse and keyboard. That just seems insane. I'm gonna try it. it just seems crazy. People yeah. play like I've... Rocket League on their mouse and keyboard, and I'm like, what kind of psychopath are you playing? Well, that may it's it's insanity. What's really weird is that you know, when I got my P, well, when you built my PC and I started playing games on it, I was like really, really struggling with the mouse and keyboard, and I was like, I, I can't do this. But now that I've been playing mostly on there, like if I go back to the PS4, it just feels weird having a controller in my hands on certain and, games. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it just feels like I'm, I don't know, learning to drive again for the first time. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to try it. I'm going to see how how I like it because I just, I don't know, I get a little bit um, frustrated trying to hook up a controller to PC. Well, um, the Xbox controller is 100% the way to go when it comes to that because it it's plug and play. You, mm-hmm. you, you plug in a USB dongle and you're off and running. So if, you, if you're going to do it that way, if you're going to use a controller, that's 100%. Like it's just already supported. Yeah. Pl- plug it in and off you go. You're done. Mm. So before we get into our primary topics today, I do want to just take a brief moment to remind everyone how very important iTunes reviews and that like button is in terms of the algorithm. If you like what we're doing here and you want to see more people watch our content, which I I also want more people to watch our content because it's very important to me, um, hitting that like button, going to uh, iTunes or wherever it is you're listening and leaving even just a rating or a review is extremely important. I would love to get to a place where we used to be with our podcast back in the day where we would read off iTunes reviews. So if you do leave a review, we'll read it off on the show and Mm -hmm. we'll we'll kind of give you a shout out and a thanks for that. Leave some good comments down there as well. If you're watching on YouTube, we would be greatly appreciative of that. So I guess let's dig into the big news. Microsoft buys ZeniMax, the owner of Bethesda, for $7.5 billion with a b dollars for some that's con- a lot it's a lot it's more than uh it's more than disney paid for marvel i mean Holy that like crap. it's kind of incredible to think about how much money that they just paid for bethesda is bethesda i mean god i guess they're worth it it's microsoft they're not known for just mm-hmm. throwing money away but that's um i think i think disney paid four billion dollars for was it for Marvel or was it for Star Wars? I think I'm thinking of Star Wars. Let's see. Probably Star Wars. Marvel. Stars, Stars Wars. Stars Wars. <laughs> Let's see how much they paid for Stars Wars. I like that better. <laughs> Stars Wars. It's the War of the Stars. Uh, they bought it for four. Yeah. So so uh, Zenimax was evidently worth almost double what Stars Wars was worth. <laughs> That's nuts, though. $4.05 <laughs> billion. Dollars. Kind of, kind of insane if you think about yeah. it. Yeah, it's weird that Stars Wars um, had more value than, or less value than less Bethesda. Less value than Bethesda. Is it Zenimax or Zenimax? Zenimax. Zenimax. I've heard people say Zenimax as well, but you know. Zenimax. 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 It's their parent oh. company. 
I mean, they. It's. It's, it's twenty three hundred people worldwide, part of this company. They're claiming they're not late. Nobody's getting laid off. They're gonna, and they're also claiming that Bethesda is going to operate fair, somewhat independently. They're they're not gonna get in there and you know, meddle with their with what they're doing. Um, so Bethesda Softworks, Bethesda Game Studios, id Software, Zenimax Online Studios, like they're behind the Elder Scrolls Online, um, Arcane Machine Games, Tango GameWorks, Alpha Dog, Roundhouse Studios. It's it's a it's it's a lot that was included in that, not just Bethesda. But you're looking at The Elder Scrolls, Fallout, Wolfenstein, Wolfenstein, Steen, who knows? Doom, Dishonored, Prey, Quake, and Starfield. A lot of games. And I think that the first thing that comes to mind, the biggest thing that came to mind to me, when you, you see the news, Microsoft buys Zenimax, is what happens to all of these games? Do they now become exclusive to PC and Xbox? And I think at this point, the closest to an answer that we've gotten is that they basically said any game that already had a deal worked out. So I think there's an upcoming game called Deathloop, which we've talked about a couple of times. And Deathloop, I believe, is a timed exclusive for PlayStation 5. That is going to happen. So Microsoft is going to own a company that will release a game on the PlayStation 5 as a timed exclusive for the PlayStation 5. But that Mm -hmm. contract was already written. They're not Mm going to fight that. After that, all they've said is it'll be a case-by-case type of thing. I don't think that means anything. Mm. That's such a non-answer. What does that mean, case-by-case? That means they're going to decide. They could decide decide no every time, and that could still be case-by-case. Yeah. This time, we decided it's going to be exclusive to Xbox. This time, it's going to be exclusive to Xbox. But this time exclusive xbox i mean it's still what does that mean case by case doesn't tell maybe us it anything. depends on like the uh status of the game like is this a big triple a game is it going to be you know a smaller game i'm hoping that they're not going to do exclusives because i'm tired of that like i'm man when tomb raider was a timed exclusive on xbox i was so mad it sucks because i had to wait an entire year i was like i'm not gonna buy that console i'm just gonna have right. to wait a year and but avoid spoilers did someone buy an xbox because they wanted to play the new tomb raider i don't know <laughs> maybe I mean, probably you would think maybe someone did and that that's that's <sighs> the point so here's my thing i'm with you i hate exclusives i don't like it at all and to me if you know, we're talking games as, as art, games as, as media to connect with one another and so forth. I would love nothing more if I could, you know, play whatever game on whatever platform. Now, I understand that we're a long ways off from that. I've used the example before of like, how weird would it be that you go to the store to buy the new Stars Wars movie and and you take it home and you realize that your Blu-ray player is a Panasonic and it's only compatible with you know, whatever, Sony Blu-ray players, and you're like, mm-hmm. crap, I can't even watch this movie because I've got the wrong Blu-ray player. People would be like, this is ridiculous. This is so stupid. Yeah, it's stupid. If Disney released their own line of Blu-ray players and they're the only ones that could play their movies, people wouldn't be happy about that. Hmm. But, in, but in games, that's how things work. In games, that's what happens. In games, if you want to play Mario, you got to buy Nintendo. If you want to play mm-hmm. The Last of Us, you got to buy a PlayStation. I would love to get to a place where that's not a thing. I think that Microsoft, in terms of opening things up, has probably done the most 
so far mm -hmm. that, that, you know, I can open up the Game Pass app on my Duo and I can stream to any Android device, not just a Microsoft device. They've got, you know, you can, you can do it on your phone, on your LG phone. Mm -hmm. um, you could stream to whatever. You could play on your PC, you could play on your Xbox, play on your phone. Um, and then, you know, of course, Microsoft bought Mojang or Mojang. Words are hard to pronounce, especially weird words. Um, and yet Minecraft is still on the Switch. It's still on the PlayStation. They continue to update it. A lot of people were worried like, oh, no, is Microsoft mm -hmm. going to kill, you know, My Minecraft on the Switch? No, they didn't. And in, and in fact, they released this really lovely video, you know, showing green, red and blue the three brands kind of like all together. together awesome love it fantastic that's the dream that microsoft says we're going to make money if you buy it on your playstation we're going to make money if you buy it on your xbox so we make money either way so who cares however mm -hmm. however do you spend seven billion dollars to not have these properties be exclusive how impactful I guess that's what you have to figure out is if Elder Scrolls, just imagine this, because this is, this is difficult to overestimate the, 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 the scale, the impact of, okay. We saw the, we saw the, the little teaser trailer, right? For the Elder Scrolls six. This was like, what, like two years ago now we saw, we saw the, the little teaser video of it. Let me see if I can get it. I can't remember that. I'm gonna like, get we've it. had so much pop up that it's hard for me to remember that. <laughs> yeah, honestly. Honestly, it, it is kind of hard to to remember. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play the little teaser trailer down there at the bottom. Actually, I need to adjust the... There we go. Now I can play it. Imagine if this game... You know, which everybody was like, oh, Elder Scrolls, oh my god, it's going to be, you know, it's huge. Just as Imagine if that's only on PC and Xbox. <laughs> that would be absolutely monstrously important. Yeah. I mean, that like, like I said, it, it's difficult to, to really under, to really oversell it, I guess I should say. Like, it, it, it would be incredible. It's just, it really, it's hard for me to imagine that, though. I mean, this whole time we're like, wow, Microsoft, they're really doing great stuff for the consumer. You know, they're making everything so accessible for everybody. And then they're like, well, hold on a second. We just bought Bethesda. <laughs> Exclusives only, probably. I mean, it... <laughs> That that's the I mean, question. it's got to be what it is. Like, there's, I mean, there's no way that they're just going to be like, this is fine. That's what I want them to do. But they're just, they're probably going to be exclusives and that's going to push hardware. But I that, hope they don't do it. Right. Well, and, but, but, okay, let's, 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 let's flip back over to the other side. We already now know that in addition to the games they've already negotiated in their own first party games, we all EA plays games are going to be part of the game pass. Well, Bethesda games are going to be part of game pass. In fact, October 1st, well, Doom, yeah. Doom Eternal is going to be on game pass and going forward. Any of these games will be part of game pass. So would it be enough for it to be like, yeah, elder scroll six and fallout five and the new doom and Starfield, which everyone's excited about and quake and all, you know, on and on and on. 
yeah, yeah, yeah. You can play them on your PlayStation, but they're all in Game Pass. Mm-hmm. Could, could they could they make enough money that way? That's... So like instead of instead of having the option, you know, as a consumer, I can buy each one all a card. Three, I can buy three games a year, right? And play them that way, and wait until next year to buy more more games and be behind everybody else. Or I can subscribe to Game Pass and have them all right now and spend less money. Well, I yeah. guess if you I guess if you do if you do Game Pass Ultimate, then it, it's going to wind up being well, it's still not that far off because 15 times 12 is 180 dollars three games. And now games yeah. are apparently going to be $70 or at least some of them are. Oh, they are going up. Mm. So, I mean, even if it's $60, you, mm-hmm. If you buy three full price games a year, then Game Pass is worth it because you're going to get, at least in some instances, that exact game and, you know, a hundred and something other games. I feel like I feel like they're trying to follow the Netflix model. And I honestly, I think it's kind of smart if you can have the majority of people subscribing to you and your service, even if it's not that expensive, which right now, like. Anything under thirty dollars a month is not that expensive to me. I think is, that's a fair price. Fifteen is about when it's what a ne- streaming service, right? Fifteen is about where Netflix is at, and and like I've already said, you get all those games and you get streaming to your Android device. I, I mean, it's hard for me to argue that that's not a pretty solid deal. And so, check this out: in the last six months, Game Pass subscribers have jumped up by fifty percent to over fifteen million. Wow, I was gonna ask you if we knew the numbers on uh, on Game Pass uh, subs- subscribers. I can't talk today. So, um, so, 15, so fifteen million subscribers. Million. That's two hundred and twenty-five million dollars a month that Microsoft is making in revenue. Yep, and it's continuous. It's, who's gonna be like going? Who's going gonna be like? Going. I don't want this anymore, unless they just sadly can't afford it. But that's actually kind of bonkers 225 million dollars a month mm-hmm. now now granted some of this is going to go to you know they have to work out deals with some of these companies you put your game in game pass we'll pay you you know if someone downloads it and plays it for an hour maybe there's a contract there that says you know you're going to get this much cut for that person or whatever so may- maybe they're looking at uh, game play time mm-hmm. and then divvying out money or something like that 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 probably well, would be I the mean- way it's happening Still, Everybody still has the option to buy the game too, because sure. some of the indie games don't stay on there for long. So. Right, right. And man, if they can keep that's in the last six months, what happens when EA Play is part? Of, okay, think about it like this: if you're going to go buy Madden and you've got an Xbox or a PC, why would you buy Madden? Just subscribe to Game Pass; it's there, and you're going to get UFC, you're going to get FIFA, you're going to get all this other stuff too why would you not just do that you're gonna buy you know i want to check out fallout why would you buy fallout you would just subscribe Mm -hmm. to game pass it's clearly the better deal and then what happens is now you're on the hook for 15 bucks a month Mm -hmm. and people that maybe and and the fact that it's bite-sized you know it's not 60 bucks it's 15 it's 15 Mm -hmm. next month you know it's not it's not 60 bucks 66 dollars or now 77 dollars with tax I think it's potentially really, really intelligent. And that's what it's going to come down to, to me, is is can they make enough money in Game Pass? Does Bethesda and all those ZeniMax titles being in Game Pass, 
does that move the needle enough to get them to like what level of number of subscribers do they need to have before they're like we don't give a fuck if it's exclusive or not it doesn't matter yeah i'd like to know how the how the financial stuff is working there like how how are how are these game developers and companies getting paid off of game pass well i know that um with playstation plus back in the day i remember an interview with some of the guys from psionics that made rocket league because they were one of the first games on playstation plus games with gold and they talked about how you know, I think that they got paid either by time played or by downloads or something like that. And that they mentioned that they didn't get like they didn't get paid us like a like it wasn't as if they were getting as much as they were selling the game. So they were they were taking a little bit of a hit. But mm-hmm. so many people played that game and downloaded it and they were confident in their game in the sense that they knew that if people simply played it, they'd be hooked and it stayed on there for a month. So a month, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of people, millions of people downloaded it for free. But then after that was up, you had millions of people advertising for your game saying, man, you didn't get Rocket League. You got to buy it. It's mm-hmm. awesome. So they've, yeah, claimed, buy it. they've said that Rocket League, the success it had was almost, it was tied to games with gold or whatever they call it. Games with gold was Xbox's thing. Anyways, PlayStation Plus is free games. Yeah. Um, that was a huge part of their success. So hard to say, you know, exactly what these, some of these companies are being paid. It's really, really interesting. Um, we also have news that, or a rumor, I guess I should say, that that game Starfield, which we've only seen, I think we might have saw, did we see a teaser trailer for? It's it's a space RPG kind of thing mm-hmm. that Bethesda was working on. Sony apparently had been negotiating a timed exclusivity period as recently as a few months ago. And then Microsoft just buys the whole damn company. That ain't happening now. So you've got them working on this deal. I mean, the timing of that is is fascinating. You're imagining Sony communicating, trying to negotiate. You know that Bethesda's been in talks with Microsoft. You know that Microsoft didn't just show up last week and go, we're buying you out. And they're like, oh, what? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, this has been going. They were probably talking to both companies at the same time. Yeah. And no one had any idea. God, it's just the the more the more you hear about it, the crazier it is. Like it's insane. I wonder what the uh, Bethesda employees are are going through right now. I wonder what they feel if they if they know like what the outcome is. If I they're think, allowed to talk about anything. I'm I'm hoping that they're really happy because, to me, that means hopefully, hopefully it means job security, hopefully, and a bigger budget. Right, more, more, more money to you know to throw into these things. I hope that everybody's happy. Todd Howard uh, spoke fairly positively about it as well, so I hope it's a really good thing for everybody involved uh, at Bethesda. It's just such a crazy story. One thing I have a question about is: Are we going to have ads on on Game Pass? Are they going to slip ads in? <laughs> Boy, oh boy, what if I they hope did? Not. I hope not. What if they're like, this is how we're going to earn back some of our revenue? Let's not do that. <laughs> no, let's definitely not do that. Yeah, I mean, well, it's like it reminds me of um, those Xiaomi phones that are slipping. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, our phone has top tier specs and we're going to sell it for, you know, $300. And everyone's like, yeah. how? How are you doing that? 
you know. And they're like, well, and yeah, <laughs> let me you just tell you. You uninstall an app and a ad pops up in your OS. And you're like, come on. Like, that's such horseshit. But I mean, hey, guess what? You've got a phone with top flight specs for half the price it should be, you know. I guess the only thing a, is you're getting bombarded with ads constantly. It's a decision. I guess you have to make the, the worst part of that was that some of the ads that were slipping through were like adult stuff. Oh they, they, yeah, yeah. Like inappropriate ones. They had to fix that pretty quick. People were like, Man, hey, imagine don't, you're hey, don't show me porn. Work. Don't, don't show me porn when I uninstall this web browser. Let's say you're at work up. and you're like, oh, I'm going to close out Instagram. And then it's like, mm, bing, 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 singles in your area. God, God, <laughs> looking to talk to you <laughs> in your area yeah oh, that'd be bad that's messed up yeah i hope i don't think that they'll do anything crazy like that I, I i think that i mean the math is interesting it'd be really interesting to know what it's costing them to do game pass but if it's less than 225 you know million dollars then they're making a profit and it has mm -hmm. to be it has to be way less than that right there's no way it's that know. much now if no you idea. include the seven billion dollars they just spent well then it's 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 gonna it's gonna take some time you know let's mm -hmm. look, what, what was it was it seven seven and a half billion dollars is that I think right so yeah seven and a half so that's thousand okay so if you do that and you divide that by 225 million million dollars then you've got okay then that's you, a lot of money you're looking at you're looking at 33 months before they've paid it back. If, if all of that's now granted, that's not all profit. That's just mm -hmm. revenue, but not profit. But I mean, that's, you know, you're, you're looking at two and a half years. <laughs> that's, that's nuts. It's mm -hmm. absolutely crazy. And that's just one revenue stream. I think it works out. Yeah, and the so, numbers for Game Pass are probably going to rise rapidly. Exactly. You would think it would. It's grown 50% in the last six months, and that's without really the knowledge of EA Play and Bethesda being in there. At this mm -hmm. point, if you own an Xbox or a PC, why would you not be subscribed? Mm -hmm. It makes no sense not to be at all. It would be such a waste of, a waste of value there. So it's got to go up. Like, it, honestly, like, when EA Play drops in, I'll download Madden. I'll give it a try. I'd like to have Madden. Like, my buddy bought Madden, and he shouldn't have. <laughs> he shouldn't have bought it. I'm going to have it for, you know, for my subscription here shortly, which I already, you know, use that subscription for other stuff. So, mm -hmm. I mean, maybe. Maybe the money's there where they won't have to. Maybe they won't have to go exclusive. My gut tells me that certain games are going to be exclusive. Yeah, it has to be. Like, will, will, and, and here's the question. Which way are they going to go? Are they going to say, the next Doom, big title, pretty pretty big title, but not the biggest. We'll let that be on PlayStation. Elder Scrolls 6, go fuck yourself. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, or do they God, go the other way? That would be such a weird thing, though, to not have an Elder Scrolls game available on a PS four or five whatever it's going to be on on a playstation that's just yeah. weird i can't what a has there ever been a harder haymaker to an opponent than this potentially if they go that route if they want to be cutthroat and just raise a middle finger is there a more beloved franchise than the elder scrolls that has more mm -hmm. goodwill still towards it mm -hmm. it, it would be it would be like 
it'd be like if Sony bought out Nintendo and was like, you know, sorry, no, you know, we're taking Mario. It, I mean, it, well, I guess it really no, wouldn't because Mario, I would, I would hate Mario that. is already exclusive, and Nintendo. Yeah. If, if Bethesda is worth seven and a half billion, what is what is Nintendo worth? Four hundred. Five hundred billion dollars. Yeah, I mean, it's seriously. not even close. Nintendo, like they've well, been around forever, and they're just killing it every every single iteration. They're killing it. Except the Wii U. What would so? What would be a? Oh good, yeah, except for that. What would I be a good? What would be a good? Similar parallel. What game would be a bigger impact to steal as an exclusive than The Elder Scrolls Six? I'm struggling to think of one. It is a multi-platform game. It's always, well, it's essentially always been multi-platform, at least in its biggest releases, that someone could buy out that would be a bigger impact. What if, well, I mean, this is not going to be as big of an impact, but it'd be like if Microsoft stole Crash Bandicoot and was like, nah. That's ours now. Naughty Dog is ours. <laughs> that would be pretty, well, but see, even that. It would be pretty big. Those games were already exclusive. So it wouldn't feel that crazy. It would just be like it moved from one to another. Mm. What if what if they bought out, you know, what if Madden was suddenly a console exclusive to, to Xbox? That'd be a big deal for a lot of people. Yeah, it Call, would be. Call of Duty. They buy Activision. Activision's probably <laughs> worth $50 billion. <laughs> it, it's, just, it's hard for me to wrap my head around how, how, how big this potentially could be. Fascinating. Fascinating in so many... So many different ways. I think I think definitely something we're gonna continue to cover. Oh yeah. Something we're gonna talk about for a long time. But let's let's move on to our number two game of the last decade as we come to the end of of this decade. We're really we're really closing out this decade with just a real a real shit show of a year. Although who knows? Maybe, uh, maybe in 2030, we're gonna look back fondly at 2020. <laughs> maybe we're gonna look back and be like, "That was so the good old days. It wasn't that bad at all. <laughs> no, it was, it was fine. <laughs> what, what were we even worried about? There were still Nothing. forests. There were still forests to be on fire back then. Mm -hmm. Now we Do just. Do you have remember when we had um, cooler seasons? <laughs> <laughs> remember when there was a thing called winter? Hmm. And the rain didn't burn our skin. <laughs> when the rain wasn't of the acid variety, we've by that point we've probably elected somebody from Jersey Shore to be the president. Like you know, the, yeah. the, the, the trajectory we know it's going one direction. We know where we're going. Mm -hmm. The number two game of the last decade. Can I make the, a guess? Yeah, go ahead. Is it the Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild? It is the Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild. Yay! What a game. What what a masterpiece. It's such a good game that the first thing I want to do is uh, read a, a, a negative review from, <laughs> from Metacritic. <laughs> okay, so, let's hear it. Let's find a, let's find a, a, a good... Like, who... Who plays this game? Who played Breath of the Wild and gave it a 1? Or here's a zero. Mm. Here's a zero. The Grinch. Here's a, here's a zero. <laughs> this game runs like trash on Wii U and Switch. It's 2017. Having a 30 FPS game is bad enough. Well, hold on. Hold on. 
30 fps is fine for most games but when the frames routinely drop below 20 you have a serious problem i don't remember it dropping below 20 fps no i'm thinking this guy was only playing it on the wii u and therefore that's probably why he had a bad experience there were some stutters at times on the switch in handheld mode but they got patched pretty quickly and they weren't that bad to begin with. It was I don't remember having any issues. It was not that noticeable. We have occasional hitches and slowdowns, mm -hmm. but nothing hmm. nothing that serious. He says this game is basically Skyrim Light. The fuck it's Skyrim Light. Skyrim wishes it was Breath of the Wild. Mm -hmm. Come on. There are very few outfits and armor to collect. <laughs> what is this guy talking about? <laughs> How much does he need? I, I would constantly look over at you playing and you'd, you'd have like 10 outfits, 10 things of I armor like, that I'd be like, yeah. where did you find that? What even is that? <laughs> I have like three pages full of clothing. That's weird. This guy must have played for a few hours and was like, mm, mm -mm. These 10 out of 10 reviews are laughable and truly show how much credibility all of these journalists, he put it in air quotes, have. Love it. Good stuff. Good stuff. It has an 8.6 user score, which actually is low, if you ask me. 3.7 thousand positive reviews, 328 mixed, and only 203 that are negative. It's got 106 positive critic reviews and three mixed. No, no, no actual professional reviewer, apparently, according to Metacritic, gave it a negative, a negative review. Breath of the Wild is is damn near, damn near perfect in every yeah. conceivable way and it's changing it's changing the way that um developers are making games too so for the good i mean yeah there there's so many things that like i don't i don't think the breath of the wild like introduced in any new concepts really it just Except refined for climbing on everything climbing on everything is a big deal and that needs to be Which in is every game huge hugely important but it just it did everything it did do so very well mm -hmm. visually i like i really like the art style i think it's a really good looking game i'm playing a video right now and this guy's not very good with the bow and arrow but whatever you get, mm -hmm. you get the idea i love the art style of it i think it's a game that will still look pretty good several years from now because of the cell shaded look much how much much like how wind waker continues to look good the dynamic nature of the world is is just what blows me away like i remember early on we just saw a video here if you're watching on youtube of a one of the goblins with a stick and he's twirling it around his head well i snuck up into an into an encampment and there was a fire there right and they, they spotted me after i took out one of the goblins he was like oh god so he, he grabbed a stick and he stuck it into the fire and he was gonna like try and hit me with his flaming stick which is funny that they do that he starts waving the stick around his head, you know, to intimidate me. And as he's doing this, he's setting the grass all around himself on fire. He's just creating this <laughs> ring of fire around mm -hmm. himself. And he's not realizing that he's doing it because he's, he's an idiot. And at that moment, I'm just watching him like, this is hilarious. He then realizes that he's now surrounded in fire. He panics. The fire, <laughs> he then catches on fire, starts running away. He's running around, leaving a trail of fire behind him everywhere he goes. His buddy's now, like, panicking, looking at him, too. And I'm just standing there watching this. Like, this is all just mm -hmm. played out organically. Like, it's just, mm -hmm. it's just something that just happened. It just, it feels like a, like a real lived-in world in a way that I don't know of any other game that is on that. I know people are like, oh, well, 
The Witcher and so forth. I don't know that it, this game is so dense and it just it just feels like a believable world that I'm in. Mm -hmm. I'm sure The Witcher, I'm big fans of The Witcher would say the same is true of it. Fair enough. You know, good good for you. I'm glad you enjoy the game. Um man though, just and actually here's a video of of him with a goblin with a flaming a flaming uh and he just killed the guy with it. This guy sucks. So anyways, <laughs> but just just how dynamic in nature it is to me, I, I think, is, is what made it so special. Oh, on top of that, too, there was a wonderful story. And they kind of, um, they gave Zelda more of a personality than she'd ever had before. Uh, I know that in Skyward Sword, they really brought out her personality, too. You know, like, oh, um, she's friends with Link. And you get to see her in a way that you don't normally get to because she's normally captured or something right, like that. Right. Um, but this Zelda was so lovable and she was tragic and kind of relatable. Mm -hmm. And I love that. And I can't wait to see what they're going to do with this sequel that they're going to make, which by the way, like that's kind of cool that we're getting a sequel to a Zelda game. Here's the question. I mean, I know that we've had them before on like, you know, like, like, like with Spirit sequel. Tracks and stuff. But Spirit Tracks and Phantom, Phantom Hourglass. Hourglass, Wildly yeah. underrated, underappreciated, fantastic games. But you're right. We don't often get how, like, uh, there was, there was a, a The Legend of Zelda, Zelda 2, which was a mm -hmm. side-scrolling, weird-looking game. And that, is that it? I didn't even thought about that. That I think is, so. That is very strange. We're getting a direct mm -hmm. sequel. Here's the big question about this direct sequel. Will there be a new Nintendo console out before it's done? Because the history of Zelda indicates that you get one per console. Yeah. <laughs> and, and usually it winds up being on the last console, kind of, and also on the new one. Mm -hmm. So, like, like you know, uh, you get, like, Skyward Sword, but then... Twilight Princess was on GameCube and Wii. Oh, Twilight Princess. I love that game. And then Breath of the Wild split between Wii U and Switch. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there's rumors of a 4K, you know, upscaled 4K Switch Pro. Switch Pro. Will this be a Switch Pro that will run the same games? Or will this be a Switch 2 that you'll have to have to play Breath of the Wild 2? I hope not. I don't know if I'm ready for a new... Nintendo console. It doesn't. It feel. Why does it feel like the Switch is still new? Probably because we all love it so much. Still, it still feels recent. But like, it's been out now for four years. Mm hmm. Twenty sixteen was it March of twenty sixteen? It was cold outside. Yeah. But but not freezing. <laughs> so maybe it was I March. I can't remember. Something like that. I personally, I'm excited um, not to uh, another another one of my favorite, just uh, not really a memory, I guess it's like an anecdote about Breath of the Wild is that the person that I play, you might see in some videos, some gameplay videos, PUBG and so forth, that he he, he tried to play Breath of the Wild and, and didn't, in fact, make it out of the opening area. <laughs> and I would talk about how much I loved it. And he was like, I don't get it. And I'm like, oh, how far did you make it? And he's like, oh, I'm in that opening area. Like, you didn't even get into the world. Like, you're you're yeah. in the... It's like walking into the foyer of a house and being like, not a good house. <laughs> I don't like this. I don't like this house. You're there's in the nothing foyer. nothing in here. You, you have, there's nothing here. It's just like there's a door, like a little empty room. Like, what? Yeah. 
It's like, bro, open the door. You're, there's more. There's there's a whole house. There's a whole house in here. <laughs> I'm excited for the potential of Breath of the Wild too. I think Zelda's gonna take a bigger mm-hmm. role from what we can tell in the trailers. Mm-hmm. I think it'll be very interesting to see where do they you, take it from here. Do you remember when there were rumors? That they were going to let you choose to either be a female or a I male. Do. I do. I think and I'm it, glad. I think it Go came ahead. out that they actually were experimenting with that. And I they changed was, their minds on it. I think it. that there was some truth to it, that they were that they were mm-hmm. feeling it out, and they decided that the story needed to go, it needed to stick with traditional Link. Yeah, because Link is, Link is Link. So yeah. do, we, do we get the possibility of playing Zelda? Could be cool. She's in the trailers in a pretty big mm-hmm. way. So Yeah, that, it'd be really thing. neat. And then Co-op? that way you can... Ooh, you could cater to oh, your fans, but How still... Cool. How cool would that be? What if that's why they're showing so much Zelda? What if, what if, what if there's going to be damn co-op? Well, I That'll mean, be... it'd be kind of... Listen, it'd be screwed up to, to save Zelda and then just be like, bye! <laughs> Put it my own thing now. <laughs> So yeah, I gotta go uh, tame a bear. <laughs> Could you imagine though, you and your buddy, you and your friend in that world exploring and going to fight a lionel or something like that? Holy shit! That'd be amazing. How it'd freaking like, good um, would that be? It'd be like Monster Hunter kind of. And they've already brought multiplayer to the Mario series, so we know that they've got you know yep. multiplayer in mind. Man, start the rumor now. <laughs> <laughs> Let's make it, it started here. Started I right said here. it. Man, Me. that would be incredible. We'd have to buy it twice again. I mean, it is whatever. What it is. We have to do everything <laughs> twice. I've subscribed yeah. to Game Pass twice. So, well, buy maybe Animal they Crossing need to start making twice. family like family purchases. That'd be a, a cool a cool feature of their little family. Like like they've got for their online service. You've got a family plan, so that's cool. Mm-hmm. I guess. Like, what if you bought a game and instead of having to buy it twice, you're like, oh, well, me and this many people are going to play it. So maybe it like divvies up the cost a little bit. Like maybe or, you pay a little bit more, but you right. get like um, like a little bit of a discount. Yeah, that'd be cool if they discounted it for families because that, that you know that happens. Like mom mm-hmm. and my little brother and now soon my niece, they're all going to have a Switch with Animal Crossing on it. So that means they will have bought Animal Crossing Three, three times, times on three different switches. <laughs> oh my god! So between wow. all of us, that's five Animal Crossings that will have been purchased. <laughs> They're making a killing. I was like, "How is this game selling so well?" Because well, idiots like us are buying it over and over. <laughs> oh lord! Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. guys, I think that brings us to the end of this episode. Currently, we're not accepting sponsorships for these as we're recording them this way. I, I'm feeling out whether or not I want to do that or not. We're going to come to some resolution there. So no sponsors to think on this one. You still can head over to scariestflutterill.com though to see all of the links. If you're listening on iTunes, you'll see a link to our YouTube channel, Twitter, Instagram. Follow us on there and interact with us on those places. I want to remind you to Leave a rating on iTunes or hit that like button wherever else you may be watching or listening. So, uh, yeah, that'll be that'll be our, our first posted podcast in this new format. So leave some feedback in the comments of what you think about this. You're still going to get the audio version on the same day. The video version will probably consistently be maybe a day out or two days out 
just depending on scheduling and so forth, it, being able to get Jesse in here to do this. So, uh, yeah, I guess that's all we've got. So thank you for joining me today, Jesse. My name is Shane. This was Podcast Revived. And until next time, stay nerdy, my friends.